0: Greetings, humans. You have entered the Command Zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander.
1: Enjoy your stay.
2: Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of The Command Zone. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How is it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. And today we have a fun episode because we got guests once again. <laughs> We yes. love guests. We have the. Uh, we're very happy to welcome Megan and Maria from Magic the Amateuring onto the show. Hey, ladies, how are you doing?
3: Hey, guys. Whoop, hey, whoop, 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 whoop. we're pretty. We're pretty great. Uh, I'm. I love the greeting. How's it? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna steal that. I'm How's it? How's it? You will. You greatly.
4: You will gl- greatly endear yourself to the um, Hawaiian population that listens to your show because the the Hawaiian uh, thing. I like it.
0: What? Because they're so relaxed there, they can't force their mouths to get out going. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's true. They don't want to say a bunch of words. They're just going to jam all the words jam down up, into yeah. one word. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. How's it? How's it? How's it? It's, it's great.
4: Movie. I love the phrase. And it's amazing. So many of
2: our viewers have like adopted it too in tweeting at us or sending in emails. Like Half of them start with how's it, I swear.
4: When we were at GP Vegas, people would just come up to me with this big grin on their face and be like, why is that person smiling at me like that? And they'd be <laughs> like, how's it?
3: <laughs> that sounds That's kind a, of creepy the way you said it just yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to start my own. It. It's
0: going to be, hey guys, what's... <laughs> <laughs> what's... <up? laughs>
4: Everyone's like, uh, what's what? <laughs> Speaking of Vegas, we got to meet um, Maria. Mm-hmm. I believe you came yes. to our gathering in, in Vegas. Is that correct?
0: Yes, I sure did. It was amazing.
4: I'm so was, glad you was made on it. I
0: plane.
3: I, I know, know. We were
4: sad that only one of, like, only half of Magic the Amateur was there, and it felt incomplete. Yeah. Aww, but true. in spirit, you guys were both there. Absolutely. Also because because I had that cool bracelet, I felt like I was. That's Megan. Right. I was just I was representing for Megan. I still I have, have bracelet. that bracelet. I haven't taken it off. I
2: took it off actually. It is in my room though. I have not and I'm excited. You almost to straight rep- lied <laughs> I looked directly down at your wrist and I was like liar. I know. Super is it liar. under your
0: pillow? Uh
2: yeah, and I'm I'm waiting for the Whoa. tooth fairy to come and uh like put a, an expensive magic card in its place overnight. I don't know what happens. <laughs>
1: Wow. Listen that is in
3: fact, how our bracelets work.
2: Yeah, you guys gave up these awesome bracelets. Um, But yeah, thanks for coming to the meetup. I tweeted at you guys right when I saw you landed. I was like, oh, you should come to this thing. So I'm glad you actually made it and just didn't think I was like a super creepo for being like, hello, please come to our gathering.
0: No, man, that's what you got to do to meet new people. And it was awesome. There were so many folks there all playing Commander. And then we did a wacky draft, which was like, what was it? uh, Fate Reforge plus um conspiracy i mean <laughs> loved yeah, it i'm
2: glad you stuck around for that that was awesome uh we had wacky drafts going on left and right there so i'm glad that you got to get in on one of them how did you do in the draft for your uh, i your-
0: think i was I was a i almost won, but then I didn't. Was the answer to that
4: question? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like EDH, which we'll
2: be it talking about today.
4: Like uh, before we get into that, do we want to talk? Do you want to tell our listeners that maybe don't know a little What's bit it? about Magic the Amateuring and uh, and your podcast? I've been a fan of it for a long time. So, I, well, I'll let you describe Thank it in you. your own words.
0: Sure, Magic the Amateuring, Megan and I have been doing this show for about two and a half years now, and we started it when we first began learning how to play Magic, and we thought, hey, we should do a podcast documenting our journey becoming uh, Magic players. And so the podcast is kind of geared towards newer players. If you're a veteran player and maybe have gone away from the game for a while and want to come back, but you're really confused, you're like, ah, where's my mana burn? Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, let you know all about that. And hopefully, you know, we can bring some smiles to your faces every week. We do it every week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at mtacast, magictheamateuring.com. And then basically everywhere else on the internet.
3: Yes, and the answer is the uh, someone took your mana burn and locked it in a closet with the time that damage went on the stack.
4: Wow, that closet is... So that's is where a, you can find it. It's a very hurtful you, closet, by the way. You sound a little... Yeah, like you don't like mana burn very much. <laughs> what did mana burn do to you?
3: Uh, I mean, it, it, burned, Nothing. it burned. It burned, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Super good,
4: burned. Good explanation. You know, the thing I like about your show is that you guys are like super funny, super entertaining. I think that's not just for newer players. Uh, it is great for newer players, but even if you've just been playing Magic and you're not a newer player, your cast is like totally entertaining the whole time. So uh, I, I don't think it's only for newer players at all or even returning players. Just anybody who likes Magic will like your show. Yeah, hey, you guys got infectious laughs for sure.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much. My laugh was surgically uh, altered to be appealing. <laughs>
3: Wow, Maria has the scientifically proven perfect laugh. Wow, that's what the doctors told us.
4: That's pretty sweet. I think I hear it back there somewhere.
0: Oh God, you know what it used to sound like? Oh, God, I'm never making that sound again.
2: <laughs> it used to sound like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Or a giant gorilla laughing.
0: Oh, God. Well, <laughs> thank you for saying that, you guys. We actually, that's our hope. You know, that's our secret, secret mission is that that our show will be appealing to not only newer players, but hopefully everybody, you know, because we try and have a, a look at the lighter side of the game.
2: Cool. We definitely try and go for that a little bit, too, uh, because we're playing a casual multiplayer format. So I'm glad that we're on the same
4: side of the fence when it comes to that. Welcome. Well, yeah. So, you know, this is going to be the litmus test, I think, for a little while, at least for what side of the fence you're on. Mm-hmm. Goifgate? Oh right. <laughs> where do you guys come would you where do you come down on that?
3: Oh man, I would have I like I would have taken that that foil Goyf. No All right. Yeah, no that's kidding. what I'm talking
4: about.
2: it's Not shiny. even a chance.
3: You
2: exactly. should have seen my face when I first found out every modern masters pack had a foil in it. Like I Oh, you yeah. He I, he was <laughs> grinning for like a week straight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you guys get any foil goifs yet
2: no, no. i I've never pulled a real goif i no. have on on magic online but I haven't in real life ever. i would
4: say between the first modern masters and this one I've probably cracked upwards of 200 packs i have not gotten a goif of any kind and you've been in draft packs oh. are, packs that's are cracked, in that's what i'm talking seen about one yeah, yeah 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 have you have you guys got any uh, goifs
0: no, Come sadly, on, but there's a good story. Yeah. In one of our friends who runs an L- our LGS was playing Pack Wars with Modern Masters, the first iteration, Ooh, nice. and was like riffle shuffling these things and being like, oh. whatever, you know, and like flips it over and it's a foil goyf for he just had a heart attack.
2: Jeez, <laughs> oh, it's better than the uh, the the Pack Wars where you rip the cards up when you like
4: flip them. Yeah. up. Oh, I my don't man. know why
3: anybody does that. No. I know, right? Yeah. Well, you know, some
4: crazy. people just like to, they like to get their adrenaline from jumping out of airplanes, and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> some people like to just rip up cards before they look at them.
1: Uh, absolutely,
3: yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know, you have to get your kicks somehow. Yeah,
2: one way or the other. Your LGS could provide that kick for you and just potentially spewing tons of value away. Um, so uh, let's talk about, by the way, since we're talking about cracking some packs, we are actually giving away some packs of a set called The Dark. And uh, Maria, you were at the gathering, and someone actually, uh, Alexander Newman, brought packs of the Dark to draft, so his draft got super wacky. Uh, and he gave us some extras to give away, and we're doing a Deck Doctor series, and that's why you guys are on the show today, because we are going to talk about your precon con decks, uh, the EDH decks of Nahiri and Derevi. Is it Derevi? 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 I have no idea. How do, you, how do we pronounce that? Do you Derevi? guys know?
3: Derevi? I think Derevi. we, we I say it Derevi.
2: Okay, Derevi and Nahiri. Oh, they happen to rhyme. The names are astonishingly similar. I didn't even realize that. Is that on purpose? Maybe. Is it just to confuse? Sure. Us? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. Megan
2: Maria are yeah. kind of similar too. It's, they got Nahiri. Nur- yeah. Wait. The they, la, yeah.
3: La, la, la. They
4: are trying to confuse us.
3: <laughs> you guys. True story. Uh, multiple times in the past, I have been introducing us to other people and pointed at myself and said, "I'm Maria." <laughs>
0: <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true.
3: Confirm. So,
4: so just, you're confusing
2: yourselves also. That makes me feel better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, the deck doctor series that we will be doing is ongoing, uh, and there is no time limit for you guys to submit a deck list to us. Uh, some of you have been asking on Twitter, like, "Oh, is it too late to send a deck in?" It is not. All you have to do to enter is send an email or tweet at us a link uh, to your current deck brew on tappedout.net, and uh, tell us what's wrong with it, what you're doing, what you're trying to do with it, what you haven't been able to do, what you haven't been able to cut, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we will choose among those to uh, highlight a couple, probably like maybe once or twice a month at most. We'll just intermittently do intermittently it when we do feel it, like yeah. it. And uh, for the first uh, however many packs of the dark we have, those people will win a pack of the dark. And then past that, you'll still get something because you're awesome. And, you know, you've contributed well, We can't just use your deck list and then
4: not give you anything. So you'll get something. Yeah, we might get in legal trouble or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a law. Fingers
0: crossed for not that lawyer, Maze just of like it guys.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Maze of it. Were you? Did you happen to get into the uh, conspiracy draft where Alex gave out the pack of the dark to everybody? Were you in that one?
0: No, I was not in that one. But uh, on the show, like millions of episodes ago—that's uh, a lie—we don't have a million episodes. But way in the <laughs> beginning, uh, we had a, one of our friends come on, and he had some original the dark packs that we cracked on the show because that's when he oh, started nice. playing. Wow. It was did it you... was weird to see those cards.
2: Yeah, those packs are weird too. You're like, what is this thing? This feels foreign. This feels like someone made a. Well, fake there's only pack. eight cards in them. Yeah, they're super tiny. Yeah, when he handed me the pack, I was like, what is wrong with this pack? There's no cards in here. <laughs>
1: That's so you don't the get problem. You'll
2: get a sweet token or an advertisement for the game. So no, you don't get those either. You don't get those sweet <laughs> value cards.
4: <laughs> all right, so before we uh, go into the Deck Doctor's part of the show, though, we wanted to talk to um, Megan and Maria. Well, first of all, Megan, you came out with an article today um, that was up on Star City Games, and it was about women in magic and we wanted to touch on that uh, really quickly. I know the response has been pretty, from what I've seen, pretty great, and a lot of people are noticing it. Um, I saw people like Kibler mm-hmm. and LSV, LSV, and yeah, and you know, sort of the pillars of our community um, were definitely like pushing it and talking about. it. How's that feel?
3: Uh, it's it's real weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's happened like it's happened in the past. Like I wrote, um, I don't know if you guys read it, but I wrote an article uh, last fall about uh, magic online and uh it was the one with the vegan donut analogy um oh, yeah
4: I, I do remember seeing that
3: yes but uh that one was also like did pretty well but this one was definitely significantly more nerve-wracking just because right. that one it's like everybody hates everybody hates magic online
1: <laughs> yeah people you're... are
3: gonna get behind this like gangbusters
2: yeah 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 it's hard. it's easy to find people that agree on that that front for sure
3: Exactly. So I even talk about in this article how I I was pretty anxious going into it.
0: Well, this article, just to clarify, if anybody didn't read it, is about women in magic.
3: Yes, uh, specifically. So I was um, I was pretty anxious. So the fact that there were so many people that that appreciated it um, and that that found it uh, worthwhile to share it. Um, or link to it was was really nice. Like I was, I was probably, I was almost crying today at my desk. Oh, that's wonderful. So. I'm, gl-
4: I'm glad that it's doing well. And well, it's- the article is very well written. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, I like how you approach it, and obviously, you took a lot of care in doing it, and which I think is, you know, smart. But it also comes across um, as very articulated. Yeah, I'm. I'm just glad
2: that it came out, and there's been a good response because it needs. I mean, this is something that we have to keep working towards even like though from a an outside perspective it's like it's illogical why do we have to work so hard for something that seems to be that should be so common sense but it's like stuff like this which is i think going to be a great sort of like this article for the the entire idea of what it's talking about for a long time which is great because we just need more content so i'm glad that you wrote it
0: Thank you guys. Thanks, thanks so much. It's really, it's real nice. I can attest to the fact that Megan worked really hard on this article because, for no less time than maybe a year, <laughs> we've been talking about. It. She said to me, like, read this, tell me about this, and I'm like, Megan, birth this thing, birth, <laughs> it's gonna birth
4: be it. amazing, birthing Give it to the, into world. the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I would encourage people. I when you're listening to this episode, it's probably going to be about a week ago that the. That the episode came out, but oh no, that'll be this Thursday and we're recording Monday. No, never mind. It's going to be like a few three days, days yeah, ago. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Normally our recording schedule is all different. <laughs> um, definitely go check it out. Go to Star City Games. Uh, Megan Wolf, uh, you can find it that way. Mm-hmm. It'll um, also be in the show notes. Of um, it'll be in the show notes for sure. And please not just read it, but pass it around. It's something that needs to be passed mm-hmm. around. Other people need to see it. In fact, the people that are going to find it on their own are actually not the most important people that need to see it. The people that need to see it are the people that probably aren't going to find it on their own. Right. And they're going to see it by you putting it in their face and saying, you need to read this. Yep. You have the power of Twitter behind you.
2: Make the right play, guys. Draft the right card. Share the Oscar. Write a cool BuzzFeed-like headline <laughs> so that they have to read it. You won't believe what... <laughs> Actually, you should believe it's what it should be. Just like, no, you should read this. It's it's very good. <laughs>
0: That is not clickbait. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly.
4: You're fired. You don't get a job at BuzzFeed writing headlines. I'm sorry. I, know. I guess not. Uh, but, you know,
2: maybe we're coming around to where we can just get rid of the clickbaity like, headline and just make it the very simple, like, oh,
4: yeah, I will read this because it's good. Yeah, and maybe gumdrops will start dropping from the sky, Jimmy. <laughs> That'd be nice. I'm t- <laughs> Well, fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, thank you, thank you guys so much. Uh, it, like I said, it really does. It's it means so much to me. It's so nice to hear uh, people say kind things about it and recommend it. So, yes,
2: definitely. All right, so let's let's briefly talk before we get into the deck doctors about your guys' history with Commander. Uh, we know that you guys uh, you gave us these deck lists because you are uh, uh, relatively new to the format, so we're excited to just talk about. Um, what got you guys into Commander in the first place?
3: Uh, 100% our listeners. <laughs> awesome. For
0: sure it was. Yeah, we, so we've done a lot of shows, and our show primarily focuses on Unlimited. We occasionally delve into um, Modern or Standard, uh, but we, it was overwhelming. That was the number one thing I can confidently say that people wanted us to talk about.
4: They were asking uh, you to just talk about Commander?
0: Yes.
3: Yep. People were like, why don't you talk about Commander ever More than, like, because we talk mostly about Limited. Mm -hmm. And I would say there were more people asking us to talk about Commander than there were people asking us to talk about Standard or Modern. Yeah, that's true.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow.
4: So how did you go about, well, let me ask you this actually first. You weren't involved in Commander at all, hadn't tried it out. Is there any reason that you hadn't? Was it just something that did appeal to you or just for any reason? Just out of curiosity.
0: Sure. Well, Megan and I are fairly competitive players. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. commander, you know, on its face value is kind of sold. If you're if you run in competitive circles, I think sometimes people look down on it a little bit uh, and they're like, I don't want to play multiplayer because, you know, then I'm like, have to choose which of my friends I'm going to attack. And I don't want to be doing that. And right. I, I would rather just play to win that kind of thing. Um, and so that was kind of my bias against it is that uh, I but f- I'll speak for myself personally. And then Megan could I think it was a little bit odd for me to say, this is a deck that I'm building. That is not the optimal deck for the situation. Um, because if it were, everybody would hate me all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going
0: to have to build something that's just silly. And, and I'm like, oh, but how do I justify that? What if somebody shows up and plays me with that, you know, jerk deck, like, uh, you know so, and that's the mindset of somebody who plays a lot of limited right you know right. like I'm mm-hmm. always trying to build the best most optimal deck anyway so I was a little you know confused at which angle to come in at it I suppose okay
3: Megan uh I would just I would mostly agree with what Maria said um in terms of like I'm I'm pretty competitive um and so for the most part it's actually it's not just like a oh commander is in competitive mindset it's more just like I focus I focus the time that i have on um unlimited and a, like a little bit on some constructed formats sometimes mm-hmm. um and i don't have a ton of free time so it's just like you know the time that i do have is uh, has most mostly been all consumed by by competitive
4: formats mm-hmm. and i think you know that's something this is something we hear all the time and and i know you guys are trying to be nice about it but i think uh-huh. it's fine it's totally fine like it's not a competitive format <laughs> it's not a solvable format you know whereas if you're trying to improve your game, your your limited game every day, then Commander doesn't help you do that. And and, mm. and you can improve at Commander, but to what end? You're not going to win any tournaments. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, there's no Commander tournaments. I wouldn't want to play in one either. I feel like I would be like it, an assault to what it's the game is It's just so about. hard to set up a way that that would work yeah. to, and to everybody's liking that it's, it's just kind of ridiculous. But I think it's okay You know, I hear in your voices that you're trying to be nice because you're on our show and (laughs) you're, you know, everybody's (laughs) a commander listener. All right, let's get real, Megan. Yeah, let's let's get real, real. No, we talk about this. It's totally fine. And I think actually the attitude of like, I don't want to upset people by saying I'm not interested in commander actually keeps people from trying it, which, you know, hopefully when they try it, they'll understand that it is fun and it's not something that you have to do in the same way that you do limited. It's just something that once in a while it might pop up and... You know, if you're open to it, it can actually be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, What's well, the same reason that I enjoy
2: playing a board game? Yeah. You know, or, or like, you know, like not Monopoly. Actually, I hate Monopoly. I don't even know why that popped in my head. But something like no, Settlers no. of Catan. <laughs> never Monopoly. You know. Yeah, never Monopoly. I just don't um, have
4: eight hours. I can't play
2: Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Risk. Oh, gosh. Wait. Uh, ho- whoa. What? Shots fired. What, man. Risk is awesome. It is awesome, but it's also <laughs> the quickest. Oh, you know, if people are ever like, you might lose a friend when you play Commander, it's like, no, you will lose a friend if you play Risk. Or you'll <laughs> watch someone else lose a friend when yeah, you play How do Risk. you play Risk? Oh. I don't even know. Now I'm scared. Maybe it's because I only play with family members whenever I do. I think that leads to ultimate disaster.
3: <laughs> do you lose family members when you play Risk? <laughs>
2: Yeah, they. <laughs> we always have a written like agreement. Like you, are, we're gonna essentially not become brothers
4: after this. We have to <laughs> sign a binding agreement. Oh well, if you've if seen you betray, Jimmy and Freddie do anything together, <laughs> they they are at like each other's throats the whole time, no matter what they're doing. Like driving in a car.
2: Oh yeah, it's great. It's great. uh, <laughs> it's twenty. 20- plus years of just pure interaction <laughs> just condensed down. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's it's the same, it's the same reason that I play EDH. is the same reason I enjoy just multiplayer games in general in that I do not mind, too, even though I am really competitive at heart for certain things, I don't mind if something happens where it's like, well, it was out of my control, but it was fun, or this something crazy happened, or it was memorable. So in my mind, I'm like, well, but the competitive nature gets dulled a little bit by just the sheer social and... Memorable aspects of the game for me too. There's also some. I have to
0: admit, I ha- I haven't thought of it before as a board game, and I think that really sort of changes the way that I even think about it. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that's a good analogy. Yeah,
2: yeah, and because I I mean Josh and I really enjoy Limited too, and i really, we're really excited to go on your show and talk about that specifically. But it's also nice because it's like a board game where you are actually collecting pieces for it over a long period of time because you get a draft with sets, and when you draft with Modern Masters, oh my gosh, I've used so many of those cards in my decks it's great it feels like
4: one thing just sort of feeds into the other which is really fun you can be sort of secretly spiky but if you look at it like a board game it's just like <laughs> you can sort of keep it in perspective yeah you know another thing uh i think uh oh i'm gonna do the thing where i confuse the two of you i think maria said that <laughs> she was worried about you know oh if i play this mean deck everyone won't like me and then but what if Yes,
0: that was me. Yes.
4: I'm so good. Nailed it. Uh, Josh actually just took a 50-50 uh, split
2: yeah, there. I actually flipped a coin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we built a Megan and Maria coin. Your faces are on both sides, and every time we're confused, we just flip it and just hope for the best. The,
4: the, this the is amazing.
3: Coin, <laughs> oh, you guys, I want I want that to be a thing. Do
0: you have your own mint? How did this
3: happen?
4: Uh, just like he's still wearing that bracelet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So, one of the things we hear a lot, and I think it gets blown out of proportion, um, because mm-hmm. you just hear these stories of, like, somebody played a deck and then everybody at the table got mad at them, right. and that's sort of a thing I think the community, the commander community needs to tone down a little bit, because it's actually turning people away from the game is this worry that, like, I don't know, if I play this deck, is it too powerful, and then if it is, if, is everyone at the table not going to like me? That actually is really a rare occurrence. It's... It, have you ever even seen it happen? I've seen people get upset
2: over what a deck is doing, but I've never seen it actually turn a human being against another human being. But <laughs> <coughs> I do understand. It's like a huge fear that, I mean, I had it when I was in like any amount of schooling where I was like, oh no, what if I do this? And then people see me and they don't like me because of it. Like yeah. That is social anxiety that I, I think everyone carries a little bit in their entire lives. And like... I think it's really easy to think it's applicable to Commander because you are... You the hear only. these stories, people yeah. say it, and I think they it's say it a lot
4: more often than it happens. And I would say to people out there who are thinking about getting into Commander and haven't, that, that I, would, I wouldn't I would really worry about that. It's very, very rare. Yeah, I'd say it's the, like
0: It's like the Yeti. It is oft-talked about, rarely seen. Yes, yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So... I'd say in general, you have out of like the 10, like if you had 10 moments a game, eight or nine of them are memorable and funny slash fun. And one is potentially negative because usually you come out of the game and it's not like, man, what a waste of time. Like that never happens. Even if you get knocked out first, it's fun to watch other stuff happen. It's fun to like contribute to the game when you're out of it, because it's amazing how much power you have once you're knocked out. But, like, remember how he murdered me? Everyone's like, Oh Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. Jimmy just did that to me the other <laughs> night. It was great. It was so vindicating cuz you
2: just dis- you just Josh was like, "Well, I guess I got to kill Jimmy." And I'm like, "God dang, and I dared him to." <laughs>
4: I didn't think <laughs> he dared me to. I'm like, "I don't like that consecrated sphinx, man. I don't want to have to kill you. You you're like, "If you can, go ahead." Yeah, except
2: I thought you were just going to kill the creature and not me. So it ended up that I uh I definitely
4: but then, as soon as he's dead, he's like whispering in Craig's ear to the side of him. He's like, "Hey, you saw what he just did, man. He can kill you anymore." <laughs> and then he turns to the next guy to his left and goes, "You saw he can just kill you in one yeah, hand." Yeah, I don't know there. if Take I was whispering him. so much He's just being like. Blah, 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 blah.
0: <laughs> That's what my laugh used to sound like, right there.
4: <laughs> so, Perfect. you you played Commander for the first time. It was documented a little bit on your show. I'd like to, you know, hear your perspective after playing versus before playing. I know you played one on one, which is not exactly 100% commander but it's a good it's a good uh, dip your toe in the water
0: Sure. Well, I, I can even edit this to say that I, you know, I haven't actually played even much multiplayer, period. And that includes stuff like conspiracy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at your guys' party at Vegas. So that was a multiplayer game when we drafted Fate, Conspiracy, Conspiracy. And um, so that was kind of like my first experience. And you know what? I liked it a lot better than I thought I would because I kind of am into politics mm-hmm. and uh, messing with people <laughs> when you're playing a game. And so I'd be like, hey, uh, if you don't attack me, I will for sure not attack you and attack him next turn or whatever. I don't know if that's kosher You're a natural. No, no,
4: it's 100% kosher. You're like a natural. Okay. like a fish to water. It's like politics 101.
2: Oh, my I love heart is move.
4: just thumping.
0: <laughs> because that was pretty fun.
2: <laughs> yeah. And we talk about that, too, is that the biggest aspect of the game outside of just playing your cards right is the political aspect. And it's amazing how much... More value you can get out of your words sometimes than what's actually in your hand.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I thought that was a lot of fun when I just played Megan one on one. It was more kind of just like playing. Mm, I don't know. Like a like a like a swamp slug. Yeah. I play like a swamp slug.
4: <laughs> how what does, does a swamp mean? slug? Yeah. How does that translate?
3: Just like, just like, oh, here I guess I'll play this card. <laughs> Is that how you let's, play limited
4: too, or
2: just EDH? Uh,
3: everything. It's how I. It's how I, I. am a swamp <laughs> slug.
0: Oh, Someone's you guys figured
2: that it out. There you it's go. It's gonna happen after this. Someone's gonna make that card and, and tweet it at us.
0: <laughs> I. That's my favorite thing our listeners do is make the, the, the cards best. we talk about. It's the best. You tell um, about your experience. Yeah,
3: I. Uh, I just. I think the biggest thing for me was not having two of any card in the deck. Mm. was such just like felt like like such just like a what's gonna happen kind of situation <laughs> because it's like i had no context for what i was gonna draw next even though i looked at the deck and i knew it was in my deck the next thing i could i was gonna draw was gonna be one out of about like 80, 80 or 90 cards
2: right right and you have no was, idea what's coming up it's like oh exactly
3: gosh. It's such a that was such a bizarre experience. I think that was the the most memorable part of it for me was just being like, wow, I literally I can't I don't even know how to form a plan for this game right now because that's
2: actually how I feel I'm draw. most of the times when I play. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Hope this next card. Gonna- <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's limited. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is. I'm like, why did That I draft? was the main event at GP Vegas. Yeah, I'm like, why did I draft this? Why did I open but this? I
0: mean, does that make card draw uh, better in Commander? I mean, I are it's obviously good. Period. Mm-hmm. But is it even better in Commander? Yeah, we talk yeah.
4: about two things that every deck, Commander deck, needs uh, a lot of. Um, at least ten percent of your deck generally wants to be uh, card draw, and then at least ten percent wants to be mana ramp in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you got a lot of cards to go through. You got a lot of cards, and there's no real other way to obtain consistency. Like you're talking about, if you don't have card draw, then you're just sort of at the mercy of whatever you're drawing Mm -hmm. next. And there's just too many, you know, single cards for you to build a deck that does anything consistently otherwise. Yeah, and constructive formats are
2: definitely all about how can I build in consistency or, like, what's my game plan and how can I stick to it? Commander is much more loose when it comes to that, but we talk a lot about redundancy, you want to have cards that do similar things but are different kinds of cards and maybe better in certain situations. So it's kind of like the toolbox is what we talk about a lot as well. And and tutors are also obviously very important.
0: Uh that makes sense. Yeah. that's super helpful. <laughs> yeah.
4: So okay. Well let's just go into since we're already starting to talk about doctoring decks. Mm-hmm. Let's go into our deck doctors segment. Yeah. Woo Ooh, it's this the, is where uh, the cool graphic comes up. that says Deck Doctors. Deck Doctors
2: with Josh and Jimmy.
4: <laughs> I don't know why that's the voice.
0: I'm not a magic player, Jim. I'm a Deck Doctor. All right.
2: <laughs> I'm a Deck Doctor. <laughs> That is pretty good. Yeah, that is really good. Uh, so uh, basically, this section, we're always going to be improving on this over time, but right now, we've set this Today's Deck Doctor. Um, Megan and Maria both have uh, pre-constructed decks that we're going to take and get rid of some cards and replace, and we've kept ourselves to a $50 limit, um, and... This section actually is going to be a little quicker than normal because we're doing two decks uh, over the period of when we might have done just one. Um, but if you guys want to find out what we took out, what we put in, and what the sort of goals of our decks are, we're going to put all that stuff in the show notes. But Josh and I both took one of the decks. Maria, I took your Nahiri deck. And Josh took uh, Megan's Derivy? Derivy? Derivy. How did we decide we were going to say it? I don't know. Drive me crazy, Derevi. <laughs>
1: Drive me crazy. <laughs> Therapy.
4: I don't know what he says during that part so I can't <laughs> I won't okay. I'll save everybody I won't sing it again oh, okay thanks Josh no um problem. so uh,
2: that's what we're gonna do it's gonna be uh very quick and uh efficient hopefully so we don't spend too much time just reading cards out loud but um we're gonna talk about sort of the idea of what we were going for um, why we did the cuts and the additions that we did, and what it adds to the deck, and I think you guys will actually like this because it's um the way that Josh and I like to build decks is with a competitive edge to it. You know, we're not—I don't think either of us have ever made a full-on group hug deck. The closest Josh is is to trick you into
4: it's a group hug deck and then, then kill, kill you. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, oh, I mean, oh, the the deck that I made with uh, Derevi is straight mean. Oh, straight mean. So excellent. excellent. Yeah. apologize Maria. I apologize because you're going to be on the receiving end. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mine is more uh, value-based, so hopefully you like, I don't know, value, I guess. I
0: mean, who doesn't like value?
2: Exactly. So um, let's start it off. Let's talk about Nahiri the Lithomancer. So this is a uh, white pre-constructed deck that came out in Commander 2014 and was the first ever uh, examples of Planeswalkers as commanders. So I'm really glad you have this deck because, A, it's super unique and fun, and, B, who doesn't
4: love a Planeswalker? Yeah, I mean,
0: look at her sword. Give me a break. Yeah,
4: seriously. Did you choose the deck just because of the awesome sword? I mean...
0: I'm trying to remember why I chose this deck. I think it was because it seemed like a fairly straightforward like swarm strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, also, she has a sweet sword.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And that is the theme I stuck with. But let's talk about Nahiri first. We'll read her out loud. She's three and two white as a planeswalker. Uh, she's from the same clan as the Stoneforge Mystic and all of those core uh, dudes that love equipment. Uh, her plus two... Uh, she comes in with three loyalty. sorry. she Her plus two is put a 1-1 one, one white core soldier creature token on the battlefield. You may attach an equipment you control to it. Pretty sweet. Oh, wait.
0: I remember why I chose this deck oh. because I think equipment is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> right, because like, you don't really I mean, see too I- much equipment... I imagine the little soldiers, and then I have another little card that has a sword on it, and I put on top of that or put it under it. I think that's really funny. Great, <laughs> great job, magic.
2: Good flavor. It's funny too because in limited and in constructed, <laughs> you rarely do get to see equipment, and it is cool because in EDH, it is much more of a uh, best case scenario mentality game where you get to be like, yeah, I'm going to throw like this sword, this these boots, and this cloak on an ooze.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes i
3: love that
2: um her you guys,
3: you guys should hear maria's stand-up routine That's all about equipment man let me tell you it goes over <laughs> goes over so well
0: magic stand up <laughs> just silence <laughs>
2: you and jason all should start a magic the gathering stand-up league and i think that would be hilarious just stand-up comedy about magic i would listen i to would
0: it. i would love to do that all right megan we're gonna do a show where we do that okay uh, it's, yep sure alright it's happening
2: <laughs> the audience walks out like well that was bizarre comedy is a little too weird these days
0: <laughs> what's the deal with
1: equipment what's up with that
2: <laughs> germ token
1: what <laughs>
2: oh boy Um. Uh, to continue on Nahiri her minus two is you may put an equipment card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield uh, note or graveyard that's super powerful and her minus ten which you will never get to sorry it's just the truth is put a colorless equipment art the token named Stoneforged Blade onto the battlefield. It has indestructible and equip creature gets plus five, plus five, and has double strike and the equip cost of zero. Yes. So yeah.
4: In one v one you might ultimate yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's possible anyway. So the the plus ability makes a soldier and you get to equip an e- equipment to it for free. The minus two, you get to play an equipment from your hand or graveyard for free. And the ultimate makes a sword that just kills anybody instantly. Yeah. Great sword good.
2: Uh one of the things we talk about being super important in EDH is the ability to cheat stuff out. And this is a theme that doesn't really happen too much uh in constructed, although we've seen it happen now with Collected Company and, well, and all the
4: cards that cheat stuff into play are awesome.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um and there's you know decks based around show and tell. Yep. Um so Nahiri is inherently super powerful. Uh I must congratulate you, Maria, on choosing a super powerful,
4: awesome card. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. So can you tell us when you played this first game, how did this the deck play?
0: Uh I remember having a lot of little dudes out there, uh-huh. uh, especially little flyers, and they were annoying Megan. That's what I recall. Yeah, that's that's factual.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I can confirm.
0: <laughs> uh but then she had Derevi who and she had a card that makes an elephant every turn.
1: Oh yeah. Uh,
4: Tap to make that, an elephant, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And jar. that
0: was annoying to me, so.
2: <laughs> it was just a game of annoyance, I see. We
0: were mutually annoying one another.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. That's nice. I remember, like, if I could survive for a little while, then your stuff became kind of silly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't, my one ones can could not compete with your elephants that you're pumping out every turn. I mean, that's ridiculous.
3: Exactly, but sometimes you got enough stuff out quickly enough that I was just kind of, like, flailing a little bit.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, overwhelm is definitely the idea behind this deck. And what I did uh, to doctor it is I took out some of the more, because these decks all come with, and this is the same for every pre-constructed deck, they come with three potential commanders in the deck. And each of those commanders has cards in the deck that's meant for that commander um, if you wanted to switch it out and build from there. So the main thing that Josh and I both did is get rid of those cards first and foremost and then find a way to refine the deck. And so what I did with this deck is um, board wipes. I'm all about board wipes uh, because it's probably the most powerful thing you can do in the game, and because getting rid of just like five people's stuff, like having a like a like a twenty-five for one off a single board wipe, is pretty satisfying.
0: Seems good.
3: Seems seems good. Look at that, pretty good. Spicy mass calcify in there. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: very spicy. So the idea is to keep the token theme because I think they're really valuable because uh, it's. Um, you're going wide with this deck, and when you have a bunch of good equipment and you can just equip it onto any random thing, it's a lot better than having one creature that you're depending on, I think, in general, because if that creature dies, then you're sort of stuck out of water and you don't have... You know, you have to be able to recover from someone killing three or four things on your table, and this deck is not going to have any problems with that. So this deck wants to force people to board wipe and also wants to board wipe itself because it has a very good way of recovering from it. And that was the main uh, main sort of theme I was going with here. So hopefully you like And that. you
0: have a mirror entity in here, which, as we all know, is in Modern Masters 2015 yes. and is a real beating.
2: Is a real beating. This card is... I just made a, c- a category called win Conditions, and Mirror Entity is in that because this will <laughs> win you the game. Very what is easily. True Conviction? True Conviction. Oh, yes. Yeah. So this is an enchantment um, that's also kind of a win condition. It's three and three white, and it just says creatures you control have double strike and lifelink, which is insane oh. if you have uh, more than, like, yep. ten yep. things on the board <laughs> uh, because it, A, puts you further away from dying and also just doubles how fast everyone else is getting killed. Um so I'm just going to go through a couple of
4: uh oh, I, let me say really quickly oh yeah. I I don't know if you did this but I did this um was I sort of tried to build it so it would work 1v1 but it would also be good in multiplayer because that's just generally how we would prefer that people try to play commander so yeah. I wanted to make it so that I just wanted to make it so that you know hopefully message received you get into a multiplayer game and use it that's the, that'll be the real fun. Yeah. And you can do all those crazy political things you were talking about. Exactly.
0: I know. I'm actually really excited to make these additions and changes and uh, play some people who love Commander and see if I can't, you know, destroy them with my... Nice. <laughs> yes. I'm nice. Kind of, I'm I guess I'm kind about. of evil politically. In any political drama, I want to be the evil one. Well, are the there, evil one.
4: If it's a political drama, is there anything but evil people? <laughs> That's true. Everyone has a stint of evil in them. Um, you're you definitely going to like you this, You always though. have
0: your,
3: your, your Eisenhowers, your... <laughs> Not oh. in House of Cards. House, yeah, exactly. Oh,
2: no, there, I don't think like there's House a Cards. single good person in that show. Or Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, <It's, it's> game <laughs> political. Yeah, there are no heroes anymore, guys. <laughs> um, except for this first card we're going to talk about, Krovax, Ascendant Hero. Um, I don't. I mean, the cool thing about this deck too is that if you didn't want Nahiri as your commander for a game, you could just switch it out with any of the. I think there's two other um legendary creatures in this deck, and Krovax is one of them. He's kind of like a baby Elishnorn um oh, and cute because we, yeah very cute uh because we want to keep the total budget under 50 bucks and elish norn is like half of that so crovax is our replacement yeah, make tough choices so are yeah. you
0: telling me that wink wink nudge nudge elish needs to be in this deck
2: yes 100 percent. yes 100 okay. yes, 100% okay. yes yeah. if you pulled it from a modern masters pack throw it in there okay <laughs> um, got it elish norn is by the way one of the cards that when you play it everyone will just put their hand over their face and go Oh no. <laughs> it's one of those cards that just destroys some decks, which it's is funny, it's not that much different than limited from Modern Masters 2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um so you get to have that same feel good moment for you and everyone gets to go, Oh man. <laughs> uh so <laughs> Krovax says he's four and two white for a four four and he says other white creatures get plus one plus one, which is very important in tokens, and non white creatures get minus one minus one. Because you're mono white, this is great. And you can pay two life to bounce him back to your hand, so <laughs> no one's getting rid of him anytime soon.
0: Cool, I like that.
2: He's super, super good. Um, another card because I know that the equipment uh, is really important in this deck. And something like, have you ever played with Skullclamp? By the way, did you ever get to play this card when you played EDH? Man, I
0: remember. I mean, I I remember it for sure, and it was totally broken. I believe. Yes,
2: right? it this is... is probably the best card in the deck. Yeah, by far. Um, and it's one of the most important artifacts. And when Josh and I play games, this is usually the first one that gets blown up. And that's actually one of my favorite parts about Commander 2 is anything on the modern ban list is incredibly good in Commander because very few things are banned. Um so Skull Clamp is one of those cards that everyone always targets, and that's why I have one of my favorite cat clerics out there, Leonin Abunas, in the deck, who's three and two three in the white for a two five. And he says artifacts you control can't be the targets of spells or abilities your opponents control. So it gives <laughs> everything hex proof. Um, especially Perfect. in this deck when you're putting out stuff like Argentum armor or you know like the sword of vengeance is really good here and basically you're suiting up one ones to just be massive destruction beasts pretty good <laughs> massive destruction beasts <laughs> massive destruction soldiers i guess because most of your cards are soldiers um, <laughs> massive
0: destruction beasts were the things that were in the forest in uh princess bride
4: <laughs> oh. oh no i i don't yeah. think they exist <laughs>
0: I think a
3: Massive Destruction Beast is the next film in the Transformers <laughs> franchise. MDBs? I,
4: I will, don't
2: think they exist. I'll be there opening night, clearly. <laughs> um, the last creature I'm going to talk about is Revive Squad, uh, which is French for sort of wake up or like up squad, uh, and it's two and two white for whenever you're attacked, if Revive Squad is untapped, you may untap all creatures you control. And this is a house, especially if you're going on the aggressive, because... The thing with token strategies is that usually you're able to swing and hopefully kill one maybe two people unless you have a card like overwhelm or overwhelming stampede etc um so revay squad is a card that lets you go all out at someone hopefully get rid of them and allow someone else to not attack you back and sort of
4: kill you that next turn so it's something we talk about a lot in commander that i think coming from other formats uh is not immediately apparent but vigilance or things that approximate vigilance are a lot more powerful in commander than they are in other formats because you know if you're playing against three other people you're actually Mm. on defense three times and on offense once rather than one for one so being able to so being able to block is actually more important so vigilance actually has increased power in commander as compared to one you know limited Mm -hmm. or something
3: oh interesting fascinating
4: yeah Uh, and let's talk
2: about some board wipes we talked about board wipes being awesome And the best thing about Commander, in my opinion, is that you can really make use of advantageous board wipes. Because in general, when you play a board wipe in a limited or a constructed format, you get to do it and you get to know that you're doing it so you can kind of plan ahead for it. And so you get good value off of it. But in a game like Commander, you get insane value off of board wipes. And the premier board wipe outside of uh, Mass Calcify, which is destroy all non-white creatures, so you'll never get affected by it, is March of Souls, which is a five-mana board wipe, four and a white. And it says, destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. For each creature destroyed this way, its controller puts a one-one white spirit creature token with flying into play. So this is one of those rare cases where you are happy to board wipe because let's say you get off to an early start. You get 15 creatures on the board, and then someone else starts to outclass you really quickly. For instance, a bunch of, like, three elephants appear, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, crap, I can't swing at you because you're going to come back and hit me for way more. March of Souls is one of those cards where if you need to clear the board out, it's great because even though you're giving other people 1-1 White Spirits, your deck is the one that's best handled to actually take advantage of it. And whereas they may make three creatures, you're going to make 15 of them. So you're still going to have a numbers advantage and you're going to have cards like True Conviction or um, Intangible Virtue that essentially boost the rest of your team and make you an even more powerful threat because they lost, you know, their shieldred or they lost their giant crazy creature with eight equipment attached to it. And they just got a one, one spirit, but you get all these much better creatures as a result.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome.
2: March of souls, everybody. March Everyone. of souls are sold. Sold on March of souls. And of course, wind conditions in this deck, um, mirror entity, you know, we-
4: let's stop really quick because oh, sure. I think that, you know, here's another point where people don't, we hear this all the time, especially lately. We've been gotten on a lot of these deck submissions mm-hmm. where people build their commander deck and then forget to build a way that it wins. Yeah. Ah!
0: <laughs> this is where limited skills come in handy. Yes. This is yes. something where
4: you guys would be naturally sort of good at, I think. But just to point it out to people who don't think about this thing, it is an important category. You need to have some ways to win. Yeah, this it's... is where people will start to complain about really long commander games, you know, because they didn't build their decks to, you know, destroy the other players. Yeah.
2: It's. I mean, it's fun to get cute in the format. You know, it's fun to do fun stuff or flavorful stuff. But at some point, the game needs to end. And so win conditions are really important. And it's true. You guys actually are better suited to figuring out a good win condition than the regular person that just plays Commander without any prior knowledge of the game. Because you immediately pointed out Mirror Entity. And that, to me, I was like, yes, totally. Because this is one of the main win conditions of the deck, which is Mirror Entity is probably one of the best cards across every format I can think of. I mean, I wish it saw more play in Constructed and stuff, but it's just, it's a 1-1, one, one, so it kind of dies really quickly. But for 2 and a white, you get a Changeling that's a 1-1, one, one, and you can pay X that says, until end of turn, creatures you control have base, power, and toughness, X, X, and gain all creature types. So for 5 mana, you can make every single thing on the board that you own a 5-5. Five, five. And... If you have anything that affects soldiers or anything that affects uh, paladins or knights or whatever, they become that as well, and they gain all of the effects of the Anthem, the things that you have going on. So that's one of the big win conditions. So is True Conviction. Basically, this deck wants to get in there, pump out a bunch of mana, because I put in some more ramp cards, and then just swing for the win and be able to board wipe when things are getting bad and recover from it well, because your cards just have value spewed all over them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that dirty. well
0: yeah this seems great you put in a nycthos to help me ramp gilded lotus Thran dynamo cage sun i uh i like the way this looks i'm excited to try your changes
2: yes and increasing devotion one of my favorite cards of all time is great flashback by the way becomes that much more powerful in this format because it doesn't really matter how much it costs in in edh you can usually get up to nine ten mana without blinking an eye <laughs> Well,
3: oh, awesome! <laughs> I'll, I'll get you nine, ten mana easy, man. Is yeah, oh, you, man. You need, some, is, mana? You you need mana? some mana. Need some mana.
4: Get you more. You know what's going to happen is they're going to play each other now. We need to know the outcome of this because now oh, yes. we have. It's almost like we're playing each other. Oh, they're are, like our, our a competition yeah. of your
3: deck, of your deck revamp skills. Yeah.
4: So, Megan, I'm going to be counting on you here.
3: Oh, I'm I'll I mean I'm gonna try my hardest coach.
2: <laughs> Maria, don't even think don't even consider how hard she's trying, just wipe her off.
0: The <laughs> just I will board wipe her into oblivion. Yes. That is actually kind of scary for us, Megan. <laughs> I hate to tell you. Oh gosh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um so Megan has the Derevi deck. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. Josh, by the way, Who? also has knows, a real life Derevi deck. I, I cheated a little because I do have a Derevi deck, but my I had to be under the $50 limit that we self-imposed uh, to make it reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was hard to make the choices, you know, what would you add, you know, within that constraint. So, well, let me read... How much, dur- how
0: much does your derivative deck uh, cost, or is it worth, side question?
4: Uh, oh, my my actual deck? Um, is it untapped yeah. out? Because we can see it. Yeah, like- oh, it might... I don't know if it's on there. We haven't... Have we talked about it on the show? I don't think we have. Um, I'm going to guess... But, but I have, like, dual lands and stuff in there, so... Yeah, that's just going to drastically alter the price. But my guess is. It's not extremely expensive, maybe like eight hundred (laughs) ish.
3: It's not extremely expensive. Eight hundred dollars. I mean, that's
4: the value. That's not how much I paid because I have dual lands from when I was a kid. So, you know, three dual lands in there. Well, what are you at? 600 bucks right there. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs>
3: much. So, that's fair. That's fair. And, um, uh,
2: and it means so much to Josh, too. The deck is, has sentimental value. That's where it really gets expensive. <laughs> it does? <laughs> I don't think so. I would,
3: yeah, I would, I would quantify my sentiment at like $400. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm
4: with you. <laughs> um, let me read Derevi really quick. Derevi is uh, Bant, which is green, white, blue. For a 2-3 flyer legendary creature, of course, it says when Derevi Imperial Tactician enters the battlefield or a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may tap or untap target permanent. And then Derevi also has an activated ability, which says pay one in Bant, so four mana total, and you can put Derevi onto the battlefield from the command zone insane this is actually a super insane ability that last one because you just bypass commander tax, and you can do it at instant speed so gives- that's
3: what that's what i thought when we were playing with them i did notice that and i was like this seems pretty baller <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's people consider derevi to be one of the most powerful yes. commanders because of this specifically you can kill him a billion times but he's always coming back for four mana at instant speed
4: yeah, it's, take that Nahiri yes. stupid We'll sword. see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Derevi is definitely one of the premier uh, uh, generals available. So good choice, first of all. The, thank you. Better. Thank you, Megan. Jeez. Do you want to talk about a little bit how uh, the games went and how it played?
3: Um, like Maria said, I felt, or like we were talking about earlier, I felt like once I kind of got got stuff online it was super powerful mm-hmm. but it was like it was kind of, it was dirtily it was dirtily in mm-hmm. the beginning a little dirty like i yeah i spent some time just kind of like setting things up playing some stuff that'll be good later but it's only okay now
4: yeah and and commander often feels like that especially the precon decks because they're not super consistent um but it does because of the life totals and because of just the nature of 99 card singletons it yeah, it can be hard moving from a constructed format where your two drop and your three drop are really impactful, uh, whereas usually it's four and five drops that mm-hmm. start becoming impactful in commander. Just because a three three, you can take what thirteen hits from that thing, so <laughs> yeah, you're not dying anytime <laughs> yeah. soon. Yeah, so a two mana three three is just not that good in our format, whereas you know it's pretty good in the other constructed formats. So um, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to talk a little bit really quickly about what's already in the deck and what I chose to take out. I'm not going to go into too much depth, but uh, the deck has all the curses, like Curse of Predation, Curse of the Forsaken, Curse of Inertia. These are just bad cards. Um, In general, they're probably okay in 1v1, but in multiplayer games, what happens is you got to put them on a particular player, and then they sort of encourage everybody to attack that player. They don't end up usually working that way. Usually it just makes people mad at you. (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, not not mad in the way that we're scared of, but it just makes them attack It just attack makes you. them upset. Yeah. yeah like, why would you have to do that? And man? it usually Come doesn't on. actually encourage anyone else to attack them in the way that you want it to, because mm-hmm. uh, the, the upside is usually not big enough. I also took out a lot of the key runes and the signets, which are normally yeah. decent cards, and they're good, but I had replaced them with things that also interact with what Derevi's doing. So um, I don't want too much ramp. So when I added some things that can also ramp you... Uh, I I took out the signets and, stu- and stuff. So word the doing a lot of stuff. It's it it seems pretty simple on the surface, but then when you think about how to take advantage of this tap untap mechanic,
3: yeah, it goes it goes real crazy with the tap untap ex- situation.
4: Yeah, it can start going nuts, and that's one of the great things about this deck is it's so fun to play because you have such a, a really complicated decision tree because every time you hit them. You have a choice of all the permanents on the board. Do I want to tap any of them or do I want to untap any of them? It's It can get pretty nuts. So that's why I really love playing this type of deck. So This is a deck like totally after my own heart.
3: Absolutely. And I like, I, I definitely, I definitely liked that aspect of it, of like all of, I like making a lot of decisions. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, I can um, tell you wouldn't choose this uh, commander otherwise,
2: so. Meanwhile, me and Maria are just making one decision. When are we going to board wipe you and your little fancy
4: shenanigans over here? You guys are just like, <laughs> make 12 more dudes. Your turn. <laughs> We're like, tap three things. Uh, I don't know. Hit you? My decision
0: things. is
4: winning. <laughs> yes. Tap three things. Have a cup of tea. Wee. Terrivi. <laughs> <Derby. laughs> so, the first card I want to talk about is my favorite card in Commander. It's Fate Stitcher. Oh, yes. I've talked about it so many times on the show that all our listeners are currently rolling their eyes. Um it's three and a blue for a one-two. It says you can tap the fate stitcher and then you may tap or untap another target permanent. It also has an unearth. I won't go into that. Fate stitcher is just sort of redundantly doing what Derevi's already doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And I yeah. made a whole category called stuff that untaps your stuff so that you can have <laughs> you can sort of multiply Derevi's effect. So also yeah. Kiora's follower does this. Um the greatest card in magic in in commander right now or at least one of them is Profit of Krufix. Oh gosh. Yeah, one,
3: that seems insane. Yes yeah. card.
4: Yeah. Ugh. And and the great thing about profit <laughs> is it scales really well with multiplayer because if you're playing against one person, it untaps you once. If you're playing against four people, it untaps you four times. Yeah. You've so. never truly enjoyed commander until you get profit out for a full round. Yeah, of- and and you're just like <laughs> everything in the world is possible now. Yeah, it's pretty dirty. Yeah. Um and then there's a card called Reconnaissance, and Reconnaissance is very, very strong in this deck because oh, let me read it. It's uh, one white for an enchantment. It says, pay zero. Remove target attacking creature you control from combat and untap it. This creature neither deals nor receives combat damage this turn. So this is an old card. It gives vigilance in a really weird way, but what you can do is because there is the after damage portion of combat where, you're, mm-hmm. where your creature is still an attacker but it's already dealt its damage, you can actually activate reconnaissance at that moment and untap it. Oh, snap! So you can do this for all your creatures. So if you attack with like five things and they've only got one blocker, the one thing they block, you untap immediately so it takes no damage. Then the rest of them, you let the damage happen, then you untap them all. And then, That seems kind of filthy. And then they activate because of Derevi's ability and you can tap or untap up to four or five things.
3: That seems real filthy. Wait, yeah. I like
4: it. I, I did not know this interaction existed. <laughs> no, <I should. laughs> Reconnaissance is <laughs> extremely strong and it's very inexpensive to buy and it's also inexpensive to cast. It's this is a bunch of matter.
1: crap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then, are you getting worried, Jimmy? Don't let me down. <laughs> no,
4: no, you just board wipe. You just get, move past it. What's he going to do if he has nothing to do with That's, it? Uh, board wipes are scary. I'm not going to lie, Megan. Um, so <laughs> then the next category I wanted to talk about was stuff that wants to be untapped. So you've got this ability to untap a whole bunch of your stuff. And what wants to be untapped? Well, something like Mana Vault. So Mana Vault yeah. is uh, is an artifact that costs one mana, and it does not untap during your untap step. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may pay four. If you do, you untap Mana Vault. At the beginning of your draw step, if Mana Vault is tapped, it deals one damage to you. So all this stuff is bad. It doesn't untap. It costs you four to untap it. And if you don't untap it, it deals a damage to you every turn. But, but if we're can... gonna get real sneaky about how we untap it. Exactly. And He's you can, but you can tap it for three mana to your mana pool. So it's just a better soul ring as long as you can untap it reliably. Well, Derevi untaps something every time you hit somebody. So you can just get another soul ring in your deck. It's actually better than Soul Ring. And Soul Ring's like the most powerful card in the history of magic, so that seems pretty good. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Seems yeah. Seems good. Seems Seems good. There's other
4: cards like Arcanus the Omnipotent. I'm not going to read them exactly, but you tap them and draw three cards. No, why don't you just draw three more? Yeah, I like drawing cards more and more. Oh my! There's also cards that come in tapped and you have to do something to untap them as like a downside. So there's a creature called Dormant Gomazoa. Dormant Gomazoa is one and two blue for a five five. It's a flyer. It says Dormant Gomazoa enters the battlefield tapped. It does not untap during your untap step. Whenever you become the target of a spell, you may untap Dormit Gomezoa. So it's a three mana five five flyer that you can untap for free with Derevi. Nice. Pretty good. Because otherwise that
2: card Seems is just good. like, eh, all right. But three mana for a five five flyer is insane if you can reliably untap
4: it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. And
2: it just the beatdowns begin. It's hard to the get out of that. The beatdowns
4: begin. Um, and then another pet card of mine that I always talk about is a card called Market Festival. I'm sure you guys are familiar. It's from a recent set. It's three in a green. You enchant one of your lands, and then when you tap that land, it produces two additional mana.
3: Yeah, man. I remember Market Festival.
4: Yeah. Very strong with Durevi because now Derevi's actually a mana dork because he's increasing... You know, you, you tap that land, and then with Derevi, you untap it, and now he just created... Or she... I think Derevi's a girl, actually. Uh, now Durevi just created three mana. Derevi's a bird. I know that much. Hard, yeah. It's hard to tell. Uh, we're
3: gonna we're gonna call Derevi a ladybird. Yeah, I think so.
2: Lady bird. Untapping all the things
0: flying through the air. That's why British people call uh, attractive ladies birds. Just of, because of Derevi. Because
2: of can. Derevi.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, has such La- an
2: impact on the world. Lyndon
3: B. Johnson's <laughs> wife, Ladybird Johnson. <laughs> notorious, <laughs> notoriously a bird wizard.
4: Was also an imperial tactician.
3: Yes, also an Imperial Tactician.
0: She was, though, you guys. I've learned a lot about Ladybird recently. (laughs) Yeah, great. There
4: you go. Interesting lady. So another thing I like to do in a deck like this is to make sure that I have as many lands as possible in the deck that tap for more than one mana. Because I just want to maximize when I untap my land with Derevi. So there's things like Lotus Veil, Scorched Ruins. Um, The deck has most of the bounce lands, but it doesn't have Simic Growth Chamber, so I'd definitely add that. So if you put a Market Festival on one of these, now all of a sudden Derevi's giving you four mana. It can just get a little bit insane if you if you stack up this type of effect. You can have turns where you easily have 18 to 20 mana available to you. Actually, if you had a
2: sack outlet and the semi-growth chamber with a market festival on it, can't you just go infinite with your mana? Because you can just keep casting Derevi from the... Uh... Oh, no, you get four. No, you have to
4: hit... Oh, yeah, yeah, you get four.
2: But it's every... Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> if you have like a, a Frexian altar... But you're Alter... casting
4: Derevi for free and then because unta- you're untapping. Yeah, yeah yeah. So if, yeah, yeah.
2: So you there are lots of ways to get absurd amounts of mana
4: in this deck which is really sweet
3: fun. and what are we going to do with all that mana
4: well I'm going to go really quickly to the mean part which is the oh, part even that better. like yeah bomb, bomb. this bom. is where you can just really st- you can just stick it to her hair you can just sorry I'm really sorry <laughs> Maria so there's, I can
0: hear you you know yeah I'm sorry
4: <laughs> so there's stuff like the Hakori uh, Dust Drinker Hakori Dust Drinker is two and two white and it says lands don't untap during their controllers untap steps
0: I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Uh, has this character sued for asbestos inhalation? <laughs>
1: the end. Yeah. He's
4: like, oh, God, my life is surrounded by fog and dust. Ugh. Uh, he also says at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player untaps a land he or she controls. Uh, he's also a 2-2 Spirit, but not flyer. You mean the two two meanie? Yeah. So it only allows one land to be up tap un- or untapped each turn.
2: Wait, how is this guy not was- a flyer? He's literally floating above a village, drinking all the dust. I know, up. and he's a spirit. <laughs> you know what? You know what I want in my life? I want Los Angeles to have Hokori Dust Drinker because this place needs him. Needs to drink up some dust. We <laughs> need about fifty million of those. Burn,
3: actually. burn, Los Angeles, yeah,
4: He only gets one though because he's legendary. <laughs> So Hokori is just great for you on a lot of levels. One, you just have all this stuff that untaps your lands. You know, all your a lot of your creatures will do it. Derevi will do it when they attack and hit the opponent, they'll do it. So you're already, you know, taking way advantage of only being able to untap uh, the land. Yeah. Also, if you're stacking a bunch of effects onto one land, then for you, untapping one land gives you five mana. For them, it gives them one yep. mana. So Sweet. very powerful. Also, Rune is in the deck. And what you can do with Hikori and Rune is Rune flickers somebody, so it exiles a creature until the next end step, and then it comes back in. Well, on Maria's end step, you flicker out Hikori, untap all your lands, and then on your end step, Hikori comes back in, so she doesn't untap hers.
3: Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah it's
4: pretty mean. That, that's pretty mean. Let's just hope she doesn't get a board wipe off in there. Otherwise, eh, we're in eh, big trouble. Eh, eh, uh, a eh, lot eh. of cards do this. There's stuff like Winter Orb, Static Orb, uh, Meek Stone. I won't read them all, but they they basically make it hard to untap things. Yeah. The Stack Stack yeah. is
2: the version of Derivy that Josh has built. And it can be very mean because it, it essentially is you're aiming to control the game in a way that is not just straight
4: counterspell. Right. It's just yeah. really bringing everybody else to a crawl while you're still just doing fine. Um, Sweet. And then we'll get into the last category, and some of these are the ways to use all that mana you're creating. So my favorite is the Staff of Domination. This is another uh, one of my favorite cards. certainly a way to be mean. Yeah, Staff of Domination. I won't go into a ton of detail. It's an artifact. It does a bunch of stuff. It can gain you life. It can tap a creature. It can untap a creature. It can draw a card. And if you have enough mana, it can do that continuously. So for six mana, for example, you can draw a card and then untap the staff again and use it again. So once you're creating enough mana, you can just do things like draw 20 cards. Also, yeah, yeah, it goes infinite with Fate Stitcher and, and a land that produces uh, at least five mana. There's just crazy things you can do with it. It's a super fun card. And in the meantime, it can just tap their creatures so they can't attack you and just do annoying things like that. So very powerful card. Um, another one I want to talk about in this deck is Dismiss Into Dreams. Or sorry, Dismiss Into Dream. Only one dream, not more than one.
3: Uh, (laughs) you're only going away in one dream buddy (laughs) not in all of them
4: this is a card that people don't play a lot it's super cheap in Derevi it's really powerful because it says for six and a blue it's an enchantment it says each creature your opponents control is an illusion in addition to its other types and has when this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability sacrifice it so you just start (laughs) targeting their stuff to untap with Derevi's ability or tap and it just actually just kills it Oh yeah! So you can just start machine getting down their creatures, and if they can't block you like the first time, then they probably can't block you the next time because you're killing their stuff. So yeah, that gets out of hand really fast. Yeah. Uh, another way to use all that mana is Sphinx's Revelation. That's just a good my fave. Yep. Yep. That is it's a my great boo. Card. I'm always looking to use that card because it was so awesome, and then it went away. It's instant speed. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. That card is nuts. Just draw you a million guys. cards to gain a million life.
2: Yeah. I have said
3: before, I will say again, one of my biggest regrets in life is that I did not cast more Sphinx's Revelations <laughs> when they were legal on standard. Look at this.
4: This is a perfect time for you to do it, then. I, 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 you're, we're like, we're like soulbound or something. Yeah, you you guys knew I shenanigans. Knew this. I knew this. Yeah. Shenanigans. We're, g-
3: we're going to get there, coach.
4: We're going to get there. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we didn't go over every card. Um, in the show notes will be the uh, deck lists, the new deck lists. For both the Nahiri and mm-hmm. the Derevi deck. Um, yeah, I don't I think we did a pretty good job. I mean, they were under the $50. I think if you're out there yeah. and you haven't jumped into Commander, even if you have, this is an easy way to go pick up a pre con spend just a little bit of money and improve it by quite a bit i think
2: yeah definitely and i'll also include uh i made a little list that's just cards that were too expensive uh for instance elishnorn is like the first one that comes up um stuff like uh stoneforge mystic the monuments Chroma's memorial the the like the Frexian ultra sac outlet so if you guys do want to take it past that 50 dollar limit and you are someone that owns the uh the hiri list or the derivi list you can auction you can look into the lists ourselves and you can you can you can do this yourself guys we're yeah to
0: i think this was super helpful and thank you so much for giving the option of either doing 50 dollars or expanding beyond that if you want to and we're going to send our listeners here from our show a lot of whom probably haven't you know tried commander and a base deck is a fantastic place to start and you've Absolutely. given us a really great place to go from that jumping off point
4: yeah you know one of the th- laments i had was that we came up with this topic and Unfortunately, the way the topic works is, is Jimmy and I talking at you guys rather than the other <laughs> way around when you come on our show. But I would love to have you guys back on after you've had a chance to play, you know, some tuned more tuned version of the deck. You know, um, hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully in a multiplayer situation, so that you can sort of give us a report about how it played and 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 all the rest of the things. And also, like deck tuning is really tough when you're outside of your meta because metas are very specific in commander. So there mm. might be a deck that just totally counters your deck just because somebody just happens to own that deck.
0: Well, don't worry you guys, because you're about to come on our show Ooh. and you'll be in Run's house. And house? Uh, <laughs> in Run's house? house? Yeah, Run's house. Run's house. house? Come on, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> you not know that's Run's
4: that house. Run. Megan is looking at me like, who are you? Who are
0: you? <laughs> I'll play the song. <laughs> and we'll we'll just talk your faces off. So it's an equal exchange. Right, Excellent. Deal.
2: I'm, I'm looking forward to that indeed. Um, yeah, and also, listeners, if you guys have any ideas as well as to sort of... Uh, my My favorite thing about Commander is finding a card that's like 10 cents, but in the right EDH deck is invaluable so if you guys have any ideas of your own uh for sweet cheap uh fixes to these decks or things that you would take out or maybe a different perspective let us know in the comments on rocketjump.com or on the youtube video and we
4: love the conversation all right and time to move on to the end step um well let's let megan and maria go first do you guys have something cool outside of the world of magic that you want to talk about
3: uh, yeah, I will totally talk about it. Uh, I, I just got to go to uh, BEA, which is Book Expo America, a couple weeks ago and uh, for work. And while I was there, I got to meet Rebecca Stead, who wrote one of my favorite books of all time called When You Reach Me which I highly 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 recommend. Um, it'll when you when you search it up at your local library or on Amazon, it's going to come up as a middle grade novel. but trust me when I say that this is just like a book for everybody who's a human being.
4: When you Uh-oh. reach me, I've actually heard of this book and um, I'm a big reader so I have a long list of books I'm supposed to read and it's on there but I just now bumped it to the top of my list. Sweet nice. it is so so good i loved it so much that's so, the best know. nothing like a good book recommendation i like it. all
0: right i've got a tv show recommendation Sweet. for you Ooh. that almost no one will be able to watch because <laughs> 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 i'm a real weirdo and uh one of the things i like to do in my free time is learn to speak welsh and there is a great new welsh tv show called parr which uh means vicar uh, uh, bless uh you, and uh uh, thank you uh, and it's on s pedwarak which is the welsh language television channel in the uk and i'm really excited about it because it's about a vicar who lives in rural wales and it's a lady and she has a family and everything but in the show she has a massive like brain injury and she starts being able to see and talk to dead people Whoa, uh, and cool. she's going to like die really soon and she like has two young kids and stuff it is really good which that took a huge left turn <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah i did not see the yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like exciting for me, number one, because Zal in Welsh, which is a lovely language to listen to, and two, uh, most Welsh television is really bad, uh, but this show is really good. So if you are in the UK and you're able to check this out, check out Parch, or if you have illegal means, uh, by all means. <laughs> can can
4: Use you spell them. Parch?
0: P A R C H on S 4 C television
4: excellent now, now can I ask a couple follow-up questions here <laughs> sure um, what's your history with Welsh as far as like is that I mean it's obviously something that like you have to learn yeah to understand the show so yeah,
0: you really do now you're just open a can of worms by asking me that question Uh-oh. Megan's like oh god here she goes That's okay <laughs> we're here we're at the instep this is the kind Maria, of we like. Maria loves Welsh that's the story that's the... yeah I, I went there when I was very young and uh, the country just had a m- massive effect on me I'm a big fan of Arthurian literature uh-huh. and the Arthurian legend originates in Wales so mm. it's he was a champion of the Welsh people who are the original inhabitants of britain and the anglo-saxons came in and then the vikings came in and you know killed them all and pushed them over west into wales and they maintained their original language 2500 years i mean they've managed to keep it alive and i think that's incredible
4: and you've learned enough welsh to understand like a show that's fully spoken in welsh
0: yeah, I mean, there's sometimes a word or two that I don't know, but um, for the most part, yeah, it's, it's a long journey, though. It, Welsh is not an easy language to learn. It's Celtic-based, so it's n- nothing like English. Wow, Maria, that's,
3: that's amazing. Well, Maria spends a lot of time Skyping with old ladies.
4: <laughs> is this a real thing? This should be a new podcast, <laughs> yes, Learning Welsh. Yeah. Okay, wait. I mean, you know our next question, right? What? It, we, can you say something in Welsh?
0: Oh, I've taught a lot of people on our show some Welsh words over the years. I've been known to sing the Welsh national anthem on our draft videos. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah,
1: Can you sing I definitely it?
0: have. Sure, this is um, the chorus. Glad, glad, plaidio llywym glad tramor an wir i'r bir by o bawdi dir hen iâth barhai. Okay, that was really low.
2: That was sweet. That was awesome. Yeah, I, the way you roll your R's is, uh, I can't do that. Especially so that's You gotta roll your R's. Yeah. It almost it. sounded like you said your last name in there, too. <laughs> did you sneak that in there? Be honest. No. Nope. <laughs> she, she, she did, you
0: guys. Come on, Megan. Uh, here's a sentence you can learn. Dween Hoffie Coffee. Dween Hoffie Coffee.
2: <laughs> what, what does that mean? Please tell me it has nothing to do with coffee.
0: No, it totally does. It means I like coffee. Oh, Dween Hoffie
4: Coffee? That's great. Dween yeah, Hoffie
0: Dwayne. Dwayne Coffee. Dwayne. So I can
4: say... Doing Haffi magic? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that works.
4: Josh is fluent
2: in Welsh now, if you guys didn't realize. Uh, conversational. I'm, conversational. I'm
0: really excited that you that just is That is
2: fantastic. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, And that's so cool. I love uh, the study of languages. I can speak a few, so I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I can speak. Yeah. I can barely speak one. Yeah, that's true. I guess I can barely speak. You know what? I'm glad that I, I helped you with your Nahiri deck, Maria, because... You know what?
4: This team, we're going all the way. We're learning languages. We're board wiping. We're getting yes. massive value. Megan, yes. Megan, her, her fluency in, in Welsh has nothing to do with beating you or not, uh, Commander. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Don't let it throw you. Mar- it's distracting
3: her uh, from the wait. end goal. We need to make a <laughs> wager of domination. some kind.
4: Ooh. Jimmy, whichever one of them wins, w- the other has to buy all four of us dinner next time we're all in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> Deal? Yeah. We're shaking on it. We're shaking on it right now. We're shaking on it. Megan, don't let me down. Don't let me down. I'm picking someplace expensive. Oh, Josh.
0: I'm going to try real hard. I'm I'm buying the biggest steak wherever we're going. Oh, excellent.
4: Yeah, Josh is going to be
2: real happy to buy it for you, so I'm looking
0: forward
3: to that. I don't think so, guys. We're taking this one down. That's right.
2: That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to it. The grudge match. Uh, Yes. We'll definitely have to have you guys back on the show. Thank you so much for coming on to the Command Zone. We appreciate it. Uh, You guys are awesome. Um, if you guys want to check out Magic the Amateuring, all you have to do is go to com or find them on Twitter at MTAcast. Uh, what day does your podcast come out on? Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Excellent. Same day as this podcast. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh. So very easy to, to to keep track of. Make sure you guys add them to your subscriptions uh, wherever you do listen to, the, uh, to your podcasts.
4: You guys also do draft videos and stuff, right? I've seen some mm-hmm. of your stuff on YouTube. Is that correct?
0: Absolutely. Uh, we've now reached our Patreon level where we are now legally bound uh, to do a draft <laughs> video every week. <laughs> so check out our YouTube channel. We also post them on com.
4: Very nice. That is awesome. I w- highly recommend it. I've been listening to the show for a long time, uh, even before we started our podcast. So I'm a fan. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Make sure you guys also check out our sister podcast, The Masters of Modern. You can
2: find them on rocketjump.com slash podcast or on Twitter at TheMMCast. Our editor for the show is Eli Cuevas and special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the living card animations that you guys can find on all of our videos, which we post to YouTube. Make sure you guys subscribe to us there if you like video content on top of the regular audio podcast stuff. That's all I got to say for this episode. All right, everybody.
4: Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Peace.
1: Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or
3: ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Quai. See
1: you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs>